888-382-8283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now pushing the limits, here's Brian Shapiro. All right, what's going on, everybody? It is Pushing the Limits time. So glad you could join us on a very sunny and and a little cold, but sunny Wednesday here in Las Vegas. We have a lot to get to today. We have a lot to talk about today. We're going to be talking about Matt Schlapp, as I like to call him, Matt Schlong. Uh, apparently, allegedly, he's uh, making sexual advantage towards uh, staffers. We'll talk about that coming up here in a little bit. Uh, Mayorkas, the Republicans are trying to impeach Mayorkas. We'll explain why. We'll talk a little bit about that. Something I don't talk a lot about on this show, but I did a little research on Harry and Meghan. Uh, a journalist had to actually apologize to them after writing an article recently about them. Uh, interesting stuff. So we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the program. And you know, we talk a lot about wokeness and, and at least a lot of Republicans talk about that. Um, now an article written by USA Today is saying that, uh, we should probably stop saying aloha to people. Is that over the line? I don't know. I think things are getting a little bit out of control here. Joining me in studio as my co-host today is, uh, the former Channel 8 anchor, reporter, uh, eight-time Emmy winner, Michelle Mortensen joining us, uh, in studio. Michelle, thank you so much for being here. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me here today. Nice to be back with you. Was here with you for a little bit yesterday with yes. Chris Wynn. So it's like a two for this week. And you're wearing a hat today, I noticed. This I, is well, different for you. I know. I played tennis earlier today. And, uh, even though, like you said, it's sunny, it's been rainy and cloudy. It's been it like has. we live in Seattle, but when it's sunny, I've got to wear the hat because yeah. I can't. I like ball. it. You got that tennis look. We got the Australian Open. Go. Actually, I, I watched. Know. I watched a little bit of the Australian Open yesterday. Rafael Nadal going down. Uh, so sad. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's sad. It's just he's getting old. He's you know. Getting, and I just love him so much. Uh, he's getting old, and this could be his last Australian Open. I but know. he had uh, he got injured throughout the match. But he's playing against a guy, McDonald. No relation to, by the way, to Ronald Michael McDonald, the Republican chair here in Las Vegas. <laughs> but uh, uh, that kid McDonald's a very talented player, yeah. and uh, he looked like he was one of the top players in the world. The way he played yesterday, but yeah, I watched the Australian Open until like three or four in the morning. I'm on like five hours of sleep, so maybe that's why I'm a little bit disheveled. There today. you go. Kyrgios I, getting out too was really sad because I know Kyrgios is a controversial tennis yeah. player. People think he's crazy or whatever, yep. but I really thought this was going to be his year. He was going to come back. He was going to do great. Yeah. Freaking meniscus tear sucks. Yeah, that's, that's a not, crappy injury. Unfortunate, but the Australian Open is always fun to watch, and I like. Yeah. I kind of like the time difference when you can watch live tennis at like two yeah. o'clock in the morning. <laughs> It's it's kind of cool and uh watched some good matches yesterday. Also, Coco Golf, I watched her match a little bit yep. yesterday. Uh really good match and she uh came through. She seems like a really, really nice, level headed uh young. She's gonna be a rock star. She but yeah. she's she's so young. What she's like 17, 18 yeah. now? She's, she's very young. So 18, I mean yep. she has such a career ahead of her. Yeah, but she uh she uh played very well yesterday. She did. And, and that was also fun to fun to watch. All right, we got a lot to get to, Michelle. Let's start with this. There's now a uh, Republican campaign staffer. I'm sure you heard this story that has come out accusing Matt Schlapp, as I like to call him, Matt Schlong, mm-hmm. uh, high profile conservative activist and a complete buffoon, in my opinion, uh, of sexual assault. And now this guy is suing Schlapp and his wife, Mercedes, for more than nine million dollars. Nine um, million dollars. Yes. That's a lot of change. My God. That's a lot of money. Uh, the sexual battery civil lawsuit was filed uh, yesterday. In the uh, Virginia Circuit Court in Alexandria also accuses both Schlapp of defamation and of conspiracy to impugn the accuser. All right. So I'm going to play you some audio first, and then we're going to talk about this, Michelle. Okay. So um, 
as you know, Herschel Walker's son is a very outspoken young man, and I actually can appreciate that, and I like him. I think he's actually very entertaining and very funny to listen to. And his son did a little video on social media because Matt Schlapp is the kind of guy, he calls himself this ultra, you know, moral Christian values, family conservative man, right? And, uh, well, based on these alleged, um, and it's not really a conspiracy here because now this guy's called, uh, you know, filed a, a civil lawsuit and there could be criminal charges. Uh, maybe not such a great family man as we thought he might be or some people thought Matt Schlapp might be. So listen to Herschel Walker's son just go off on social media because I think it's awesome. Have a listen to this. And it came out that Matt Schlapp, a big time conservative who preaches about family values and is married with five children, has been trying to cheat on his wife with men. Matt Schlapp was in Atlanta for a campaign event and allegedly took a campaign staffer out for drinks and then on the way back to his hotel room grabbed the campaign staffer, who's also a man and married to a woman. When they got to the hotel, Matt Schlapp invited the campaign staffer up to his hotel room. This is a married man with five children. Matt Schlapp demonstrates a huge hypocrisy. He loves to get on stage and preach about family values and morality and act like he's holier than thou. And he can't even stay loyal to his wife. Actually, he's trying to get with men. Furthermore, Matt Schlapp was way too comfortable behaving like this with a random campaign staffer. He's done this before, I'm sure. What has he brought home to his wife? If you don't want to stay loyal to your wife, don't get married, don't have children, don't pretend you're a family man. <laughs> God, I love this kid. He's so awesome. And by the way, he's so right. He's so right. I'm sorry, Michelle. I'm just going to call it out, okay? It seems to me that some people that call themselves the ultra-religious people that talk to God and are some of the biggest sinners. I'm not saying all of them are, but Matt Schlapp, or Matt Schlong, as I call him, seems to be that person. He talks about family values, married man. I absolutely believe this uh, Republican campaign staffer. Here's a guy who allegedly is trying to grab another guy's junk and and sexual unwanted, clearly, sexual advances. And then Matt Schlong's wife is defaming, trying to defame this guy and his credibility. It's par for the course. I absolutely believe this Republican campaign staffer. And Matt Schlong is, uh, you know, I gave him that name a couple years ago, and now I think it rings true. You know, I think at the at the end of the day, we do need to remember that everyone is innocent until proven guilty. And so this is going to go to court, maybe. I mean, there's a lawsuit that's pending. Maybe this will go to court. I will also say that um, at the end of the day, due to some things that I just happen to know, I think there is probably some credibility to this this allegation as well. Uh, where I do take a little bit of issue is that just because you're a, a, a Christian does not mean that you are naturally a hypocrite. Not every Christian who, who I'm a Christian, that doesn't mean that I'm a, a closet homosexual and that I'm trying to do things to campaign staffers as well. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, um, you know, if that is a thing with Matt, it's not every ultra religious, you know, Republican is out there, you know, and has a secret homosexual life. That's certainly not the case at all at 100%. This this might be a very well isolated incident. I know that we've had cases like this in the past, but it doesn't, it's not, it's not this rule, I guess is what I'm trying to say. We can't say that every religious conservative out there is this type of hypocrite. Uh, Matt Schlapp, very well, maybe. I, I have a tendency to, to believe this allegation as well for a variety of reasons of things that I just happen to know because of the, my relationship with the GOP and things that I know on the inside. I'm a little bit of an insider. I have a little bit of inside information and that's why I tend to believe it. But I, I wouldn't go as far as to say, you know, all of us are that way. Well, yeah, I never said that. Uh, 
I would never say that all are that way, but um, I do believe in some cases those who call themselves the moral ground, Mr. or Mrs. Conservative, Christian values, family values are sometimes the same people that cheat on their wives or husbands that commit the most sins. And uh, it appears as though Matt Schlapp or Matt Schlong, as I call him, is, is, is that person. The lawsuit says that the accuser is withholding his name to preserve the privacy of a victim of a sexual battery, which I can understand. And, uh, because the Schlapps are well known and in some quarters, uh, among the portion of the population that has demonstrated a, 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 a a behavior for threatening violence against those with whom they disagree with. Uh, the sh- I do agree with that. The Schlapps have done that before. Um, the staffer says that he agreed to meet Matt Schlapp for drinks in October because he was eager to make a connection due to Schlapp's prominence within the Republican Party. Makes sense. The men met up for drinks at two Atlanta bars, and while at the second bar, the lawsuit says Schlapp sat unusually close to Mr. Dell. That's what we're calling him such that his leg repeatedly contacted uh, him and was in almost constant contact with Mr. Doe's leg, making him uncomfortable, according to the lawsuit. It looks like Mr. Schlong, also known as Matt Schlapp, uh, was hitting on this young male staffer, maybe had a few cocktails, maybe was a little inebriated, and maybe this is exactly who Matt Schlapp is. And isn't it interesting that, uh, and again, I'm going to go to homosexuality here for a moment. And isn't it interesting that some people out there that are so anti-gay, some people out there that are so anti-gay marriage and anti-homosexuality as Matchlap has been, Matchlap is anti-gay marriage, are some of the same people that are behaving it like this and maybe some of those people that are actually gay. They are, in my opinion, some of the biggest hypocrites around, the alt-far right. I use the term hypocrisy all the time. There are a lot of people on the alt-right that are so anti-gay and LGBTQ, and then it turns out that they're actually gay themselves. Uh, I, I mean, I think you do see that from time to time, and I think there are people who... But I think you're talking about something else. I don't know that that's necessarily hypocrisy. I think sometimes when people struggle with things, uh, they go to this oft, often an extreme and they're like very anti it, you know, and, and it's because they either hate whatever is in themselves or they're trying to quelch it down themselves. And, and, and that's why they, they have such a strong reaction to it. Um, you know, I, I, I'm always on a diet. I'm always trying to lose weight. My God, I wish I had, you know, vehement hatred towards sugar and sweets and fat and salt. Yeah. I don't, but you know, there's some people who that, you know, when they, when they feel that they have like an attraction for something, they just are adamantly, you know, against it. Um, that's personal things. Uh, um, uh, that's a personal struggle within them. And I have a lot of sympathy and I have a lot of empathy for people who are going through something like that. I don't want, I don't look at them so much as, um, wow, you're being so hypocritical as I look at them with, with sympathy because I go, man, you're really going through some things. You were really struggling with something with such inner turmoil inside that you didn't know what to do with yourself, that you became this, you know, very anti, anti, anti person because of, you couldn't deal with what was going on inside. So I, I look at it with a little bit more sympathy. Now, that said, I don't ever think that you should, you know, put yourself on someone and, and unwanted advances, whether it's same sex or, or not. Like, I don't want a man giving me an unwanted advance. I don't want a woman giving me an unwanted advance. Unwanted advances are, are not acceptable in any way, shape or form. And mm-hmm. everyone needs to, like, know their lane. At the same time, I feel for you, like, you're a single guy. I don't know how it is to be single anymore. I don't know how you date anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you find out if someone likes you anymore. 
anymore. I don't even know how you kiss anybody anymore. Like, do you legit have to ask for permission? Like, I don't even know. Like, back in the day, you know, you could go to the movies and you could hold hands. I don't even think you can do that anymore. So can you imagine it's though? tough. Can you imagine though, Michelle, uh, a pair, allegedly that this Matt Schlong, Matt Schlapp guy hitting on this dude, uh, this, this campaign staffer and, and sitting close to him and, it's just, it's so nasty, man. And I'm not even talking about that from like a well, sexual. Well, it's nasty because he's married. Because number one, if you're married, you shouldn't be like, you know, trying to ease up, ease up on anybody. Don't be touching anybody's thigh if you're married, right? Like, I think, I think we can all agree on that. If you're married, mm-hmm. there's the sanctity of marriage. Don't be touching anybody's thigh, man. Unless it's or an woman. open relationship. Maybe Matt I mean, Schlapp has an open relationship with his wife and it's okay for him to be with other men. Maybe that's a private thing that they have in their marriage. Well, and you know what? If you do have an open relationship, I guess then more power to you, but then you should be really open with that with other people because yeah. not everyone else is into an open relationship, you right, know? Right. Not everyone's swingers. Not everyone's pine apple or whatever it is that right. you know they are these days but i think you need to be very very you know open and, and forthright about those things so this just this situation just sucks anyway because it it's never fun to have an unwanted advance you know what i mean no and that's and, definitely a big part of this the fact that he might be gay or bi shouldn't be the part of this story but the only reason why i'm bringing this up is because number one he's a married man but number two he's so anti-gay there's so many people within the republican party today that are anti-gay marriage there are so many people within the republican party today that think that being gay is a choice which is such a joke to me it's so idiotic yeah could you find a small percentage of people perhaps that you know, say that being gay is a, is a choice and, and or, or maybe they decided to be gay and they say that it's a choice, perhaps. But the overwhelming majority of people that I talk to that happen to be gay say that they knew they were gay when they were five or six years old. It's not like a guy wakes up one morning or a woman wakes up one morning in their 20s or 30s. Says, you know what? I think I'm going to turn gay. I mean, it's so ridiculous to me. Richard Simmons, was he born straight? I love Richard Simmons. Was he born straight? No, I don't think so. It just, it, it's, I just don't understand. But Michelle, a lot of religious people feel that way. They think being gay is a choice. I don't understand that. Well, I, let me, let me kind of bring this, uh, around to another, another thing for you to think about maybe. It, it, and that is that in this day and age, there is this thought process that a lot of parents and a lot of conservatives feel that we're pushing agendas on children and on people today. And I'll give you an example of this. So you know that I'm a mother of, of small children, so elementary age children. And I'm aware of situations where kids at the age of 10 years old have in their friends group said like, oh, yeah, we're going to be like transgendered now. And then the parents will be like, oh, okay, do you even know what that means? And the kids legit don't even know what those words mean. They just know like that's what everybody's talking about and that's what they want to be. And then you sit down and talk to the kids and they go, okay, so that means that you don't want to be a girl. You actually feel that like inside that you're a boy and you want to be a boy. And they go, oh, well, that's not what I want at all. So I, I think what we're trying to say is, you're right. I've known kids who I know a boy, a boy he's an adult now. He's a, a, an NFL cheerleader now that but from a very young age, he really did. I want to be a girl and he he's a 
gay man now and he's living his best life and he's he's very, very happy. So I know some people have that as a very young age and they're like, this is what I identify as. But we're also seeing today that we're now pushing things on people that we're like, oh, don't you want to be this way? What's your pronoun? What's your identity? And we're doing it to like eight, nine, 10 year old kids. I've got kids in that age group. Let me tell you, they're not thinking about these things. They play with dolls. They play family. They play, you know, all, all sorts of things, but they don't know anything about gender and fluidity and they don't even know about dating yet. They have no idea. But when you're pushing these constructs on kids, you can plant ideas in their heads that they're not even thinking about at this time. And I think that's where people get concerned. Does that make sense to you? I know you're not a parent, but... So it makes sense, but here's where I disagree with you. And again, this is something I hear from the right all the time. They seem to claim that kids are being indoctrinated every day, that there are all these teachers out there that are telling kids to be gay, telling kids to be transgenders, and it is a lie. Here's what I mean by that. There is a fine line between teachers in the classroom telling kids it is okay to be gay, it is okay to be transgender, or educating kids on what that means. But Republicans, some of them, want to lead you to believe that teachers are are forcing kids or telling kids to be gay, and it's just not true. It's a lie being put forth by people like Ron DeSantis and people on the far right. Oh, these Democrats, these liberals, they're indoctrinating our kids. No. What teachers should be allowed to do is say, it's okay to be gay. It's okay to be who you are. It's okay to like the same sex. It's okay for a man to like a man or a woman to like a woman. To me, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if you listen to Fox News and Sean Hannity and the Tucker Carlson's and the Laura Ingram's of the world, they will lead you to believe that teachers all across the country are teaching eight and nine-year-olds about explicit sexual acts that gay people are having. That, I'm telling you, Michelle, that is a lie. It's not happening just like critical race theory isn't happening. They are lying to you. Here's where I will agree and somewhat disagree with you, okay? So I believe, I agree with you that I think it is in the minority that you have teachers doing that. One of the people I follow on TikTok who's great is Mr. Williams. He's a pre-K teacher. He is an openly member of the LGBT community. And in the uh, teacher's podcast that he does, he clearly stated, he goes, it is not my job to indoctrinate kids anything about sexuality. My job is literally to make a safe place for kids, to say that if you have a mommy and daddy, you are safe. But if little Billy over here has two mommies, that's okay. And I'm not going to explain anything else about it. I just need you to know that if little Billy has two mommies, having two mommies is okay. Can I talk to you about that? Because I had a journalist who works for the Review Journal that was sitting in your chair that said something. His name is Victor Jakes, and he's welcome to come back on. He said that if you're straight parents, straight man, straight woman raising a child, that you're gonna it's a proof that you can raise a child better than if you're two females or two males. Not only is that not true, and there's no real evidence to back that up, but is it extremely detrimental to anybody out there and hurtful to people that are gay? And I am sick of that rhetoric. And it, again, it is being put forth by people on the far right that, you know, there's a local radio host, used to be a local radio host here, Michelle. I think you know who I'm talking about. Her name, Heidi Harris. I never had any issues with Heidi. I used to work with her, nice lady. She went on the radio and she made that ridiculous claim. And only somebody that is homophobic would make a claim like that, that if you're gay, somehow you're not as capable or you're not as skilled to be able to raise a child as somebody who is straight. It's a lie. She said it on the radio, and she was fired, and rightfully so. 
And I cannot believe that I had a journalist in here named who works for the RJ that made that claim. It is absurd. It's an absurd argument. There is no real credible study out there that would prove that. And that stuff, I think you agree with me, Michelle, that rhetoric needs to stop. It just needs so to stop. I am a hardcore conservative Christian woman. Mm -hmm. I happen to know, and I'm very good friends with two gay men in Texas who are conservatives who are raising three fabulous children. I love Skip and Steve. I love their family. I love their kids. I think they're great dads. Um, Steve Noviello, a reporter who I love in Dallas, Texas, um, gay man raising two wonderful children with his partner, they are fabulous. Uh, a, a, a lesbian couple I know here in, in town raising two beautiful daughters. I do not have any issue with gay couples raising children. Well, one thing I will say is there's so many children that need to be adopted. If there are gay couples that want to raise children, let 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 them. My God, we just need we just need children in good homes where they're going to be happy and healthy and taken care of. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that Christian adoption agencies should have to adopt two gay couples if they have an issue with that. But I have no problem with gay adoption whatsoever. Whatsoever. That is me personally, and I am a pretty hardcore Christian conservative. I'm a Pentecostal Christian. Yeah. I mean, I'm as hardcore. No, Christian I conservative as you get. I understand. I know. And so you're, I'm, I hear what you are saying. But as I say those things, I am also willing to admit that we cannot deny that while it may be a minority, while it may be a minority, there are teachers, there are groups out there, they may be the minority that have been trying to push things that are inappropriate on children. Well, I do not believe CRT is the norm, and I do not believe that CRT is being preached or taught on a regular basis here in CCSD. I do know that that it has crept in into conversations, that it is not a part of curriculum, but that sometimes teachers will go off and they will insert things into the curriculum. That is what I think is wrong. I think what's going on in Virginia right now is just deplorable. The fact that they've had now, I think I've identified 13 different schools where they did not notify people that they were merit award scholars so that these kids could not get the scholarships that they needed because they thought that it would make other people feel less good about themselves and they were they were upset that so many Asian kids were getting these awards and they didn't want, you know, white or or African American children feel less themselves so that they put these Asian kids and other kids who get received these honors as a disadvantage so that they couldn't get the scholarships or things that they needed. Yeah. I do not think that this is the norm, Brian. I don't think that it's the norm, but we can't deny that there are incidents. There are incidents where these things do happen. And I think what we want to do is we want to call out the bad and make sure that stops. But we want to highlight the good. And I think what we do far too often is that we just go with a broad brush and we go, well, every teacher is teaching CRT. Well, every teacher is trying to indoctrinate our children to be gay and trans. I don't think every teacher is. But I think when schools cross the line, we have to call it out. I mean, just this week, there was a school district, I believe it was up in Washington, that they put out a poster for, to encourage girls to go into girls' sports. And instead of labeling it as girls, they labeled it as girls' X. And I was like, what the fudge is girls X? Well, it's supposed to be like Latin X, like all inclusive girls. So the girls who just are like kind of like into girlhood or whatever, that they can join girls sports too. Listen, as a mom of two girls, 
I'll be darned if we're going to have little boys who are just like, well, I think I'm a part of girlhood. Being in girl sports, some things do have to be sacred. Now, at the same time, if there's a little boy who is struggling and is thinking that they might be transgendered, I'll do anything to protect that little boy because I don't want that little kid to be bullied. But at the same time, I've got to protect girl sports. You can be a decent human being and be both, but we don't have to be crazy woke all the time either. And that's what we need. We need more normalcy. Yeah, I don't think uh, society is crazy woke. Uh, I think uh, you, you said a lot there, so I'll try to respond to as, as much as I can. I don't think most reasonable people think that if you're born a man, transitioned into a woman, that you should be competing with other women. I think that uh, that's absolutely ridiculous. And I think most people, Democrats and Republicans, agree with me on that. Um, but I would also say that we need to stop some need to stop attacking those because of their sexuality or because they're different. No, critical race theory uh, barely exists anywhere. Uh, it's a right-wing talking point. And if right-wingers out there think that teachers are indoctrinating our children, then I want names. There are millions of teachers in this country. Of those millions of people, if you have a handful of teachers, and that's all I think it is, that are possibly indoctrinating our kids, then they should be fired. But right-wingers want to bring up critical race theory. And then when I talk to these candidates, some of these, I'm not even going to use the word, that come into this studio and they're running for office and they have campaign ads and they say, I'm going to end critical race theory. And then I put them on the spot and I say, can you name me one teacher in Nevada that's teaching critical race theory? Uh, no, I can't. I better research that, but I'm going to get rid of it. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. You brought up Christian centers that help parents write adopt, right? And then you said, Okay, well, there's a lot of these Christian centers that will not allow gay parents to adopt kids. I have a problem with that. Here's why. All these centers want to abolish abortion. There are over 100,000 kids right now that are being waited to be ad being adopted. So let's have 100,000 kids, extra kids at, born every month. Where are they going to go? Well, we don't want gay parents raising these kids and adopting these kids, but we still want to ban abortion. Again, to me, it is the definition of ridiculous hypocrisy nonsense. We're not going to let you, because you're gay, raise this child, but yet this child isn't going to have parents, and we got got 100,000 other kids that are waiting in line to be adopted. It's ridiculous. You can't have it both ways. Now, I don't think, you know, the whole abortion thing, we agree on that, or disagree. I'm sorry. I think a woman should have the right to choose. And I'm all for adoption. If somebody wants to have that child and then wants to adopt that child, that's that's their choice, and I'm okay with that as well. But the idea that people who are gay can't raise a child as well as someone who is straight, to me, is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It is hurtful towards those in the LBGTQ community. It's a lie. It's wrong. And it's a lie like there's critical race theory being taught everywhere, like our kids are being indoctrinated everywhere. Could you find a few examples Yes, I want those teachers to be fired. But if you talk to most Republicans and if they're going to talk to you about critical race theory, ask them, oh, can you name me some teachers? Do you have any evidence that critical race theory is being taught in our schools? Ask them that question. If they think our kids are being indoctrinated, ask them which teacher or teachers are indoctrinating our kids because it's not happening anywhere near the rate that people would like to lead you to believe. And it's not a huge issue. And by the way, what is wrong with telling kids, I don't care if they're eighth grade or ninth grade or 10th grade or whatever, what is wrong with asking a child or telling a child, hey, being gay is okay. It's nothing to be shameful about. Be who you are. Hey, 
There's nothing wrong with being transgender. There is nothing wrong with that. But trust me, there are a lot of Republicans out there that like the Ron DeSantis's of the world and the don't say gay bill that don't even want teachers to do that. We know that in this country, being gay, you have had to be the victim at some point in your life of discrimination because of your sexuality. We know that. That is a fact. You are treated differently because of your sexuality, because you might be different than me or might be different than you. And I know, Michelle, you're not the kind of person that would do that, but there are a lot of people out there that would and that do. They discriminate. I'm not going to bake you a cake because I don't believe in your sexuality. I'm not going to let you attend this school because you're not like me. I hate it. And I can't stand those people. If you, if you want to preach, we should all be treated as equals. Then it starts with your sexuality. It starts with the color of your skin. If you really want to treat people as equals. And this isn't Brian the Lib talking, because I know a lot of people say, Oh, you sound like a liberal. No, I sound like a decent human being that accepts people for who they are, regardless of sexuality, regardless of the color of your skin. But there are a lot of people on the far right that treat gay people different than straight people. So one of the things, though, that I think you have to differentiate here is if that was happening in government run program, uh, adoption agencies, you would be a hundred percent right to say that would be a, a, absolutely wrong. In, in, in government run uh, adoption agencies, anybody and their brother should be able to adopt whoever they want, whether you're gay, straight or other. It should yes. not matter. When we are talking about religious institutions, so whether it's a Catholic adoption agency, a Muslim adoption agency, a Jewish adoption agency, when we go into freedom of religion, then it's a little bit different. It's kind of like if it's a government run school, it's a public school. Hey. Anything goes. You could be Satanist. You can be a Muslim. You could be gay, straight, anything other. If you're in a Christian school, well, then you might have to adhere to Christian beliefs. If you're in a Muslim school, you might have to adhere to Muslim beliefs. If you're in a Jewish school, you might not have to be Jewish to go there, but you're going to adhere to being kosher and other things and the Jewish ways that they are at the Jewish school, okay? Yeah. So as a, as a Christian private adoption agency, if they they then have the right to choose who they allow to adopt children and who they don't. So that's about freedom. That's about freedom. So where I think the line that you're missing is that when we're talking about the, the general public and the public adoption agencies, you're right, there should be no discrimination whatsoever. But when we're talking about these religious institutions that are running adoption agencies, that's where it's a little bit different because you should not be able to tell a church who should be the pastor. Okay. So Michelle, I understand the legalities and they have the right to do that. For example, Mike Pence's wife, and I can't stand Mike Pence. He's no backbone. He's a phony. His wife, same way, works at a school. You can't work at that school if you're gay. You can't attend that school if you're gay. Now, I understand it's private and they have the right to do that. That's not my argument. My argument is it's wrong. It's wrong. And when a Christian whatever organization says, we don't want to give you this kid and you can't adopt because you're gay, you're discriminating against a group of people because they're different than you. And it's just like a synagogue, right? If somebody walked into a synagogue and they were Muslim and that synagogue said, we don't want you here, I would call that out because it's wrong. That's basically what these institutions are doing. We don't want you here. You don't belong here because we don't believe. We believe that you're a sinner. And that's what most people... And, on and you know, you have the right to disagree with it all you want. And you have the right to think that it's wrong all you want, 100%. And you have the right to that belief That's whatsoever. my point. It's different than saying it's illegal. I'm not saying it's illegal. Right. I just no, no, think no. it's wrong. And, and it's okay. You yeah. can think that it's wrong. And that's okay. And you can own that belief all that you want. But at the same time, 
Christian organizations have the right to also say, hey, I think that's wrong and I'm not going to do that. Because now we're getting into that that morality Why can't issue. you think it's wrong, but why can't you not affect other people's lives? Why can't you say, yeah, that's not something I, that I, I would practice? I wish we could do that all the time. Do you understand but what I'm saying? I, I saying, that you saying. Won't, saying that you won't allow people into your school because of their sexuality, to me, is demeaning and it's wrong. You cannot agree with that lifestyle all you want. Guess what? In your family, you can be straight. But then you have people like Matt Schlapp, who, in my opinion, based on these alleged, uh, you know, uh, what, 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 alleged what he did, he probably is gay. And this is the same guy. I'll give you another example, Michelle. Dick Cheney. Good old Richard Dick Cheney. And Liz Cheney, by the way. I'm going to throw her into this, too. They were so anti-gay. They were anti-gay marriage. Gay is a sin. They did this for years, Michelle. And then they found out, Dick Cheney found out that his daughter, one of his daughters was gay. And what happened? Until it happens to you. And then he changed. And now he's pro-gay marriage. And now Liz Cheney is pro-gay marriage. Guess what? Too late. You discriminated against people for a long time until you found out that your your daughter was gay. I don't think that's fair because... Bill and Hillary Clinton used to be anti-gay marriage, and now they're for it. Uh, Michelle and Barack Obama used to be anti-gay and marriage. And they were wrong and also. Why does it have well, to be what aboutism? Okay, they but, were wrong also. No, but I guess what I'm trying to say is that people do change their minds. Pe- people, people are allowed to change. People are allowed to grow, and people are allowed to have people are allowed to. You're 100 percent right. Uh, allow them to change, and sometimes people's opinions do not change until they have a personal experience. Understood. But the reason why Dick Cheney and Liz Cheney changed their mind was because is, of their daughter. It's because of their daughter, which I find to be repulsive. That's because- not repulsive. That makes them a good. You know what would have been repulsive, Brian, is if they had a daughter who was gay and they rejected that daughter and they had nothing to do with her. Which some they people were, do, by the way. But, right. So that would have made them bad I, parents. Here's why they I say that. They were good parents because they accepted their daughter who had a gay lifestyle and they welcomed her into the family and they didn't reject her. So for her. years, their daughter was probably afraid and scared and embarrassed to come out. And the reason why is because of her father. The fact that there are so many gay people in society and Dick Cheney didn't care about that until it was his own daughter makes it repulsive, in my opinion. Uh, uh, well, then I think you're being a little too harsh because it, it, the fact is, is that someone's opinion changed and that's what mattered. If we are going to always hold everyone to a standard, Brian, that they have to be perfect from the get-go and they can't, and then we never give them the ability to say, oh my gosh, they changed and they became better. I don't think treating won't... people as equals makes you perfect. Why can't we treat people as equals? Uh we can disagree with the lifestyle. Right? I, well, I wish we could, but you know what? There's a lot of people out there who don't treat people as equals all the time. Let's be honest. There's a lot of people out there with an, with immense prejudices. Sure. There are a lot of people out there with a lot of racism. Sure. There's a lot of people out there who have a lot of I discriminatory agree. beliefs. And then there are people who, as they grow, maybe they leave their environments, they change, they get to know people, and that's okay. I don't think that makes them bad people because when they were a little more uh, close-minded or didn't have as much experiences, they, they didn't. Yeah. Well, let me, let me try to say it in a better way that I think you'll understand. And I think if we're all entitled to our own beliefs, no question. But if you're one of those people that treats somebody differently because they're not like you, 
if you're somebody that treats somebody differently because their color of skin is different than yours or they're from another country, if you treat somebody differently because of their religion, if you treat somebody differently because of their politics, if you treat somebody differently because of their sexuality, then I have a serious problem with you. You can disagree with somebody's lifestyle. That's fine. Even though if you're one of those people that thinks being gay is a sin, I have a problem with you. But you have the right to believe that. Just don't treat people differently. Don't let it affect other people because of that belief that you have. I don't like that. Let people live their lives. If people want to get married, two men or two women, it doesn't harm you. Let them do what they want. That is, You see what I'm saying, Michelle? That is where I have an issue with people, where you take your religion and you push it on other people. And I know you don't do that, but some people do, sadly. I'm right and everybody else is wrong. There are a lot of different religions out there. It's part of my problem with religion. Everybody has different religions and their religions is right. Everybody else is wrong. I just, I don't like that. Let people live their lives. The policymakers, the difference, the separation between church and state. There's a reason why we have that saying. Your religious belief should not interfere in policymaking, but a lot of these right-wing conservatives allow their religion to interfere with policymaking. Hence, gay marriage, abortion. You know, I, I, as a very strong Christian conservative woman, so I've been in church, Pentecostal church, since I was six weeks old. I am married to a pastor. I'm a licensed minister myself. Like, you really don't get a lot more churchy than me, Mm -hmm. okay? And, And I do believe that homosexuality is a sin. But I also believe that drunkenness is a sin, adultery is a sin, taking the Lord's name in vain is a sin. There's lots of sins out there. Now, um, we all sin because we all fall short of the glory of God every single day. Mm-hmm. But here's the, and I'm also a Christian who spent most of her life on TV. I wear a ton of makeup and I've also ran for office. And, and through this process, I have really changed. I, I say that when I was younger, I really thought that, you know, I was going to be this politician who was, I was going to change things and I was going to change change things for the Lord. And I was going to be used by the Lord to, you know, change things and make things better, make things a Christian nation. I will say that as I was running for office, I really did open up my eyes and, and really through the Bible, I realized that the role of a, a politician is not to force Christianity on people and to force Christian beliefs on people. The role of a politician is to enact government, mm-hmm. is to govern. And nothing else. And that your Christianity literally has nothing to do with that. It's literally outside of that. It has taken so much learning and studying of the Bible and and going through politics and running for office for me to get where I am today. But it's it's been a process. And so I am at that place right now where I believe, honestly, the church should be doing more about abortion, not government. I believe the church should be doing more about adoption, not the government. I believe the the church should be doing a lot more about a lot of things that they're upset about not the government. That's not the government's place. Let me, the government should be governing and nothing else. Okay, so help me out with this, though, um, because you had said something that's interesting, and I kind of want to pick your brain on this. You had compared, at least I think you did, driving drunk, which you said is a sin, and I would tend to agree with you on that. It should yeah. be a sin because you could kill innocent people, if not yourself, others. So sure. I, would, I would agree with that, to being gay. So sin in a biblical sense, this is, this might be, I think this will kind of be hard for you because you didn't grow up in the church. I don't know how much you know of the Bible, but in, in, in a biblical sense, sin is sin. Like there's no sin that's greater. It's not like, ooh, murder. That's a big sin. Um, murder. 
the same as telling a lie. Sin is sin. It's kind of like if you cross the line, you cross the line. Sin is There are no sin. levels of sins. There, No, it's not like, that's a really bad sin. And that's a not so bad sin. So in, the, in your religion, this is interesting, you could compare somebody who cheats on their wife or in an extreme situation, somebody who kills somebody on the road because they decided to be drunk to somebody that just happens to be gay and living their so life. That, that's a, that's a, that's like a, a, an American humanist construct that we're putting on it. Cause we do that. We go like, Oh I can't, my God. I can't relate to that. Pedophilia is way worse than it. Like I, like I, like one of the places that I have an extreme prejudice, extreme prejudice is like, I don't like pedophiles, man. I hate pedophiles. Ooh, yuck. I have like real prejudice against them. Hate that. Hate them. Hate them. Hate them. I put these things on there. A hundred percent. I put constructs that murder is way worse than other things. I put these constructs, but from a truly biblical sense, I'm just saying sin is sin and all sin is evil. I understand that's your religion. And that all, all, all righteousness is yes. filthy fat rags of the okay. eyes of the Lord. I understand. So it's a very religious construct, which is very hard to have this I, discussion with someone who's not religious at all, well, doesn't know the Bible like that. So, so I, it's I'm not, difficult. I'm not Christian. I'm also not an atheist. I do believe that there is a higher power out there. But when I have the way I think, and maybe this is just me, there is zero comparison to somebody who decides to get in their car drunk and play Russian roulette with society and put everybody's life at risk to somebody who is just living their life, who happens to have a sexuality that's different than mine. Now, my opinion is, no, I don't think being gay is a sin at all. I think we're all born differently. Uh, I think we are all different human beings. Some people are bi, some people are gay, some people are straight. And guess what? I don't care. I want people to live their life as long as they're not breaking the law. If two men want to get married, let them get married. I wish them all the best. If two women want to get married, I wish them all the best. And this is just me speaking now. I would never compare being gay, living your life, different sexuality than mine, to somebody who actually commits a real crime like driving drunk. That's just me. And and I find it difficult to understand. And you're right. I, I'm not a Christian. I, I've never read the Bible. I'll be honest with you, Michelle. And I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying I would never read it. I, I get that. And that's why it's kind of hard to have this. I think it's kind of hard to have this discussion. It's it's because I'm really talking about from a biblical sense, not from an earthly sense. Does that make sense? Not from a, it, it, I'm talking about from, from a very, very biblical sense that just, mm-hmm. uh, sin is separation from God. I, I'm, so I'm, I'm not trying to say in any yeah. way that it's equal in my mind or equal. But to the religion, to it is because they're both sins, apparently, right? In religion, not you personally. And, and just, what I mean by that is that in that sin is just separation from God. That sin is, right. you know, and, and so it's very hard to have religious discussions with someone who doesn't really know it at all, right? And so we could do this probably far easier if we weren't on the radio. Well, and this I mean, also public, you know what I mean? Listen, I think I know what a lot of evangelical Christians believe. Uh, I, it's not that I don't know. I just can't relate to it. For example, Pete Buttigieg, right? There are a lot of evangelical Christians that are Republicans that are in office that look at this man as a sinner. And I'm thinking to myself, 
Why? You can disagree with his politics. He's a decent man. He's married. He seems like a good person. Uh, and I'm and like, I have no problem with him. I guess my point is, is that if, and that's why I don't look at it as a big deal. So there, there, right. are, there are people who put too much weight on homosexuality. Yeah. Like, oh, like, oh my God, that's such a horrible thing. And I go, mm, I don't put any weight on it at all because, uh, it's, yeah. it just, when you read the verses in the Bible, it, it's yeah. right up there with, with drunkenness and adultery and so many people point their fingers and they go like, oh, yeah. homosexuality is so bad. But they're the ones who are at the strip club and they're the ones who are cheating on and, their wives. And, bring, and exactly. my point is, is that that is just as much of a sin as what you think that is. And, and it all doesn't right. matter. So I'm sorry that I was using bigger examples to try to show that it's just sin. Oh, and you don't have equality. to apologize. I'm just trying to and understand. Because I I, even people say on TikTok or whatever, they're like freaking out about this. And I think they're kind of missing some of what the point of what I'm trying to say is, is that it's all equal. So when people put these weights on these sins like oh but it's homosexuality oh, oh, oh that's a giant sin you're full of crap and you don't know the word of god you have no idea what the bible is saying at that point because it's just as bad as the uh strippers you're going to see and the side piece that you have you know what i mean it's just as bad as that and you go oh but murder's so worse yeah i agree murder's way worse yeah i agree with you pedophilia is way worse i'm just saying in the ultimate ultimate like all of things consider it's all yeah. sin well I, I i understand and, and I, all and sin I, is equal in the eyes of the lord i start that's what i'm saying I people s- are getting real nitpicky well listen right now. i start by saying this before we go to break and by the way i want to give up the phone phone number now's your chance to call in this is a live radio show 702-221-7283 and again that number if you want to call in, we take all calls it doesn't matter if you're gay or straight it doesn't matter who you are 702 702- 221-7283. I believe that's 702-221-SAVE. Uh, although I can't save you folks. I, I'll take your calls and your opinions. Again, 702-221-SAVE. All right. So Michelle, b- before we, um, go to break and we'll take some phone calls on the other side, I respect your beliefs as I do with most religions. Obviously, I don't respect a religion when they, uh, you know, Al Qaeda, for example, and, uh, you know, and their belief of uh, I'm going to kill an innocent person, and then I'm going to go to heaven and have 80 virgins or whatever. Obviously, nobody would respect that. I respect your beliefs. Um, with that being said, when I have these types of conversations about religion with people, okay, those people, I tell them, you have no idea if God exists, no more than I do. You have no idea if the heaven or hell exists. You have no idea what it's like after you die, no more than I do. You have no idea what God says if there is a God. It is a belief, and I respect your belief, but a lot of people that are extremely religious feel like their beliefs are 100% factual. There's a heaven, there's a hell, there is a God. I talk to him every day, and I say to myself, no, you don't. You have no idea. And even if something is written in a book... And somebody wrote it many, many years ago. It doesn't mean everything in that book is true. That's all I say. And by the way, I don't also, and I guess I'm taking the Bill Maher approach here, even though he's a major atheist, but I don't tell people that you're wrong and I'm right. Hey, you might be right. Maybe there is a heaven. Maybe there is a hell. Maybe there's one God. Maybe there's a hundred gods. I have no idea, but neither do you. That's all I tell people. You're entitled to your beliefs. I respect your beliefs and anybody else that has a belief that God exists. And But going back, Michelle, to what we were talking about earlier, if you want to talk about sinners, 
Matt Schlapp, or as I like to call him, Matt Schlong, who was trying to grab another schlong or whatever you want to call it. Um, here's a man, a staunch conservative who's married to a woman, and I believe this accuser. Here's a man who has been anti-gay, anti-gay marriage, anti-LGBTQ, and now it appears allegedly, and I believe it, that he was leaving a sick, living a secret gay life. To me, there is nothing worse than that. Not the fact that he's gay. Obviously, we don't, nobody would agree with, you know, sexual assault. It's horrible. No matter whether you're gay or straight or whatever, terrible. There's nothing worse than a hypocrite who his entire life makes it a point to talk about how gay is a sin. And I can go back to the priests out there, and I know the overwhelming majority of priests are wonderful people. They're role models. I, I get that. I am not saying otherwise, but we all know. That there have been priests out there that have sodomized children and done horrible things. These are some of the same people that preach against being gay and preach against morality. So I think you agree with me on that. We need to call out the real sinners. Uh, if you believe being gay is a sin, that's fine. We're just going to agree to disagree on that. But the real sinners out there are the people, in my opinion, like the Matt Schlapps of the world who talk about sin. The real sinners of the world who support Donald Trump who is the ultimate sinner. How many women has he cheated on in his life? Maybe we can get to that. But uh, all right, we're going to open up the phone lines. Long segment there, good segment. 702-221-7283. If you think I'm wrong and I'm the liberal, as some people are calling me, and and, and I've mischaracterized some of the things that I've said, I want to hear from you right now. 702-221-7283. Again, 702-221-7283 is the number to call you if you disagree with Michelle and you agree with me. If you're on my team, uh, you can call in as well and have a good debate with Michelle, and I'll stay out of it. That's what we do on this show. We'll take all all different types of people, and unlike Mike Pence, doesn't matter whether you're gay or straight. Uh, you can join the program. 702-221-7283 is the number to call. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with some of your phone calls on the other side. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super. Hero, that is. Because why be a sub? When you can be a hero. Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it.
Look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. KSHP listeners. As a three-time international award-winning restaurant, Joe's New York Pizza uses only the freshest and best available ingredients. From giant slices of hand-tossed pie to calzones, strombolis, fingers, and wings, Joe's serves all your favorites. Stop in for a slice at one of their two Las Vegas locations at Paradise and Harmon or South Las Vegas Boulevard, or you can check out their menu at joesnewyorkpizzalv.com. All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Wednesday. So glad you could join us. You know, you're maybe you're watching us on TikTok. You could be uh, watching our uh, PTL Vegas page on YouTube. Uh, we also broadcast live on Twitter. My personal Twitter page is Pushing Limits LV. We have our Facebook fan page, which is PTL Vegas. So we're pretty much everywhere and uh, bringing it to you on a daily basis. This is a show that goes noon to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday. And so glad you're making us a part of your day. We got Michelle Mortensen in studio, and I am so glad she is here as well. Eight years as a reporter and anchor. Actually, she did it for 28 years at uh, Channel 8. And uh, we were talking about homosexuality. We brought Matt Schlapp into the equation because Schlapp now is accused of inappropriately touching a male staffer. He's now filed a lawsuit, and he says criminal charges could be filed. This is a married man, a staunch conservative, who has been anti-gay marriage from day one. And now he is accused of doing exactly what he says is a sin. So uh, we've been uh, talking about that, and I gave out the phone number, 702-221-7283. Again, that number, 221-7283. Let's go right to the phones, and let's go to Carl, who's calling in. Hi, Carl. What's going on? Yeah. Hi, Michelle and Brian. I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, listen, in regard to that gay and whatever, I hear so too many ultra conservatives saying, uh, one or a few of them saying, well, we'll, we'll counsel them and try to change them. Well, let me explain something to you, which is uh, over 90% of gay women or men, when they're being developed inside the mother, when they're, when women are pregnant, 
some male uh, babies that are going to be male babies get an overabundance of female genes and chromosomes, and vice versa. Some female get too many male. So when they're born, they actually are born that way. They're not, they don't decide to be that way. That's how over 90% of gay people are born. And if they're the real religious people who think they're religious and, and, uh, the God has a lot to do with it, then they can say that God made a mistake. He actually created a male baby that's, um, more female. So he made a mistake. Yeah. Is so, that so Carl, I, um, I agree with you. And uh, there are a lot of people out there that believe being gay is a decision, which I find utterly ridiculous. That's my personal opinion. I, I talk to many people who happen to be gay, and they tell me they knew they were gay when they were five, as young as five, six, seven years old. I mean, are you? I mean, it just it makes no sense to me. Are there a few yeah. examples of maybe somebody that was abused or somebody that well, that switches? Uh, I guess that you could probably name a few of those well, examples. Of course, there are a few. Yeah, yeah. there are a few. Uh, uh, psychologically, they they may be a woman or who's been married to three or four men, and they've been abused and beaten by every one of them. Right. Well, naturally, they may tend to go and say, "Look, I'm tired of men. I'm sick and tired of it." Right. That's a very strong possibility. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, a lot of these extremely religious people say that, uh, well, God would never create a, a male baby to be female, and yet then, uh, but it happens. And that means God made a mistake. Is that well, let me just say something else, Carl. I want to add this. The idea that a straight man throughout his teenage years and throughout his 20s just wakes up one morning and says, hey, you know what? I don't think I'm attracted to women anymore. I'm attracted to men now is the most ridiculous thing I have ever no. heard in my life. It is absurd. Yeah, that would be one one out of uh, 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 ten million men that would do right. that. Right. Well, it, it's just not happening. It's just absurd. It's just it like it's just it like critical happen. race theory isn't happening, and kids being indoctrinated mm-hmm. isn't happening. Uh, unfortunately, some on the far right want to make stuff up. Hey, uh, my friend Carl, it's good to hear from you. Thank you so much sure. for calling in. Seven zero two 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 one seven two eight three. If you want to be a part of the conversation, seven zero two. 221-7283 is the number to call. Yeah, that that's just how I feel about that. I think, uh, and I'm not talking about Michelle. Uh, I respect Michelle, even though we don't uh, agree on everything. I'm talking about some of those on the far right that make stuff up. They just make stuff up. They make stuff up about all of our kids are being indoctrinated and all of our kids are being tra- taught critical race theory. Most people didn't even know what critical race theory was, you know, until recently. All right. 702-221-7283 is the number to call. Let's go to John. Uh, John, be nice. Be nice today. Hey, guys. <laughs> What's up, John? Michelle, I've been up all night worried about the lettuce, man. Uh, it's just really... <laughs> John, I just wrote you a really nice note on Facebook on how you're really growing on me and how I'm really starting to like you. And I think that you bring up some really, really great points. So just so you know, well, you're really growing but- on me, son. Let, let's have a love fest because I'm calling to compliment you too. Uh, you know, I, I'm a proud liberal Democrat and you're a staunch conservative Republican. Uh, but when it comes to, uh, teachers, uh, crossing the line, when it comes to teaching sexuality to kids, I kind of agree with you. Um, I've helped raise two daughters and, uh, sometimes, you know, in middle school, they come home and some stuff comes out of their mouth, you know, like, Oh, he's gay or he's trans or like at that, you just want to say, really, you know, like, uh, you haven't even kissed another person yet. You've, you've not even begun to enter this, your sexuality. 
Um, and I just think sometimes teachers, uh, it's too much. Um, and uh, I just wish, I mean, I, you know, uh, I support LGBT, the LGBTQ community. Uh, that's part of the reason I love going to the Aces fans. I think they're a great group of people. Uh, I could go to the Aces games. Uh, you know, it's a high LGBTQ population there, and I think it's great. Um, so, John, let me but, stop you. Let me, let, me, let me pull back a little bit on what you said, and here's where I disagree. First of all, it is possible that kids could be hearing things from other kids. That's number one. Number two, if there's any evidence or proof that there is a teacher that is, in fact, doing what you claim they are doing, then I want that teacher fired. All I'm simply saying is Republicans will lead you to believe that it's happening in every school across the country, just like critical race theory, and it's just not true. There might be a few or a small group of teachers that are being inappropriate. And guess what? I want those teachers to be fired. But Republicans, some of them, will lead you to believe that all of our kids are being indoctrinated. Have you seen TV? That has something to do with it. Have you seen the type of television that kids watch? The sexuality? That's a part of it. Uh, now, listen, I wasn't tra- taught critical race theory in school. I wasn't indoctrinated. I took health class when I was in eighth grade. I never had any of that happen to me. Most people didn't even know what critical race theory was until... Republicans started to talk about it. I didn't even know what critical race theory was five years ago until Republicans started to talk about it, John. Well, you know, the Republican Party, they really stand for nothing. They stand for uh, promoting and promulgating fear. Michelle's going to disagree with you on that. (laughs) They stand for promulgating and promoting fear and hate. That's really their bread and butter. Turn on Fox News and and set your stopwatch. And how long before there's an assertion made by one of the, the hosts or the guests that is solely based on fear and hate, and that applies to sexuality of children. You know, they want to, they want you to believe that these teachers are encouraging them, and da 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 da. da. Uh, but my point is, um, yes, we need to be supportive. Yes, uh, we need to be uh, understanding and caring. And uh, but I just think sometimes these kids don't even know what they are. You know, and uh, we just need to let them develop. We can't uh, promote uh, or encourage any sort of. I don't think it's. I don't think it's promoting and encouraging if a teacher says it's okay to be gay. And what Ron and but what Ron DeSantis has implemented in Florida, a teacher cannot say that. If a kid raises his or her hand and says, "What does it mean that I have two moms or two dads?" or "What does it mean? Is it a sin to be gay?" A teacher can't even answer that question because they can be fired and sued. There is a level that you should never cross as a teacher, right? Young I teacher, agree with that young, too. Young, but I also yeah. think I also think that you should not support your 12-year-old uh, becoming trans- transgender yeah. and, and you know helping them uh, implement hormone therapy. How many pre-puberty teenagers are turning to transgenders? I think that's another fallacy. No, no, I just told you the story that happened here in Nevada of the 10-year-olds. There are like, a few. So I, I think what I'm saying, I think what you're saying, and I think when you're a parent and you've got kids, you see this a little bit differently, Brian, that there are things that are happening where it's being brought to their attention way too soon. Think about when you and I were 12. I don't even think when you and I were 12, we even knew what transgenderism was. I don't think when you and I were 12, we had even probably heard of a drag show or anything about that at that time. You know what I mean? And and there was a little, there is something to be said about the innocence of children and just letting them be innocent. I agree. I have no problem with that. Sometimes we push crap on these kids that is just 
inappropriate. I, I, one day, Reagan, Reagan, I shouldn't name, sober her name out, but one day, my little, uh, she, when she was second grade, she was like, oh, so-and-so my class watched Squid Game. And I was like, you ain't ever going to that kid's house. Because if you got a parent who's letting your little, you know, seven set second grader watch Squid Game, there is something wrong with those people, right? There's people who are letting kids see things that are just way too inappropriate. It's not okay. Let your kids be kids. I think we can I let- think John would agree. Yes, I think we should let our kids be kids, but at the same time, telling kids it's okay to be gay or it's okay to be transgender, I don't see anything wrong with that at all. But a seven-year-old shouldn't know that yet. Uh, well, I'm not necessarily talking about seven-year-olds. Uh, uh, I think a little older than that. Well, and, and that's why you get so mad at Ron DeSantis and the Florida bill. We weren't talking about junior hires. We weren't talking about high school kids. We're talking about kindergartners. We're talking. He was also talking about third and fourth graders. And, and but but what? But my babies are in third grade. And okay, so if a third. And so grader, we're talking about seven and eight-year-olds, Brian. Gotcha. So if a third grader raises his or her hand and says, "What does it mean that I have two moms or two dads?" I think the teacher should have the ability in a very responsible way to answer that question. Doesn't have to be sexualized and shouldn't be sexualized. No, the answer is just that, that you've got two moms and there's nothing yeah, wrong with that. Exactly. And that's it. But Ron DeSantis bill says that a teacher can't even say that. And that's wrong. That's where I have an issue with the bill. I don't believe that that's what the bill says. They're not allowed to even use the term gay. But you're not using the term gay. Because if a little boy goes, hey, uh, Johnny's parents has two moms, what's that mean? The teacher just says, that means Johnny's mom has two moms. Here's what I think they should be allowed to say and something that Ron DeSantis, uh, and you can tell me whether you disagree with this, he would. If a child raises his hand and says, what does it mean that I have two moms or two dads? You answer the question by saying... Nothing wrong with having two moms or two dads. Sometimes moms like moms. Sometimes dads like dads. And that's it. Leave it at that. There's nothing it wrong with that answer. It doesn't even need to go that far. It's that means you have the, the you kids have two are confused. Mo- you, they don't know. The, but it, 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 nothing more needs to be said. It means that you have two moms that love you. You're very lucky. That's it. But they're not even allowed to answer the question, according it, to Ron DeSantis's bill. I, no. They can't even talk you're about not, it. But you're not talking about it there. You're just telling a child that you're lucky to have two parents that love you. That's not saying anything. So that's where the liberal media, I think, is taking it too far, saying that, oh, that that's not allowed. That's not appropriate. No, any teacher can be like, you're so lucky to have two parents Michelle, that love you. A lot of this is something that we're mm-hmm. we're forgetting here. And I think I mentioned this earlier. And I think this is important. I'm not saying kids, especially that young, should be taught about anything explicit when it comes to sex. What I am saying is this. Again, a lot of people that I talk to that are gay say they knew they were gay when they were five or six years old, and many of them were ashamed. I want to give a teacher the ability to say there's nothing shameful about how you feel. And I don't think that that should be discussed with a teacher. Okay, and, well. I, I'm, and I'm a parent, and so I'm not saying that just because I'm a parent, yeah. my opinion trumps others. I'm just saying that as a parent, <clears throat> when I wasn't a parent, yeah, I may have had a different opinion. John, what are your thoughts on this? Are you still there, John? Yeah, I, I would say this. Uh, Michelle, I am duly impressed. For a Pentecostal minister to say what you're saying... Wow, you've 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 blown my hair back. I'm totally impressed. You have hair? I'm jealous. I'm jealous, John. Hey, John. I don't, I don't actually. <laughs> oh, you I have don't. A very, very, very tiny hair. Okay, fair I enough. Shave. John, thanks for calling in, my friend. I appreciate it. Well, let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, go ahead. So there, this, I think this issue and this discussion is a perfect metaphor for what's, what's wrong with America and politics today. Uh, if you put the three of us in the room, we could hammer out a very reasonable, rational policy with regards to this issue. But it will never happen in the real world because 
everybody has to raise money off it. Everybody has to push it to its extremes. Everybody has to demonize the other side, and everybody's trying to raise money. And that's where America is broken, and it will never be fixed until we get campaign finance reform. Uh, sadly, I, I, I do tend to agree with you, John. Hey, I appreciate the call, my man. You're definitely going to want to tune in tomorrow because we have a staunch conservative, an African-American woman uh, who is a Republican, which is rare these days, and she's running for U.S. Senate here in Nevada. She's very opinionated, so I'm definitely going to want you to call in when she comes in tomorrow, okay? Great show, guys. All right. Thanks, John. Uh, 702-221-7283 is the number to call again if you want to be a part of this conversation. 702-221-7283. Yes, I do not believe being gay is a choice. Yes, I understand there are many different religions out there. Michelle was a is a nice Christian lady, and she believes being gay is a sin, but I also don't believe Michelle is inconveniencing other people because they are gay. No, and She's, I have gay friends. I Like right. I told you, I support all these people who have gay people who are raising children. I don't have any issue with it, and, and I guess uh, I, I feel like a lot of people feel that way. I don't feel that I'm this, uh, uh, you know, abnormal Christian in any way, shape, or form. Um, yeah. However, maybe maybe I am. I don't, I don't know. Well, let's get back to the calls. <laughs> let's see what all those people out there think that are listening. 702-221-7283. Let's go to Jorge. I believe we have Jorge on the line. Hello, Jorge. How you doing, Brian? Michelle? Hey, good. Great show. Thank you. Good, good, good back and forth debate. It's always hard, right? When you're in a bar, you don't talk politics or religion. When <laughs> <laughs> you're on PTL, I guess Can I you talk ask about you something, everything. Jorge, when yeah. I'm at the poker yeah. table and, you know... I get into a conversation about politics. The dealer's like, no politics. And I'm like, why can't people talk about politics? Why? Because it causes problems, causes arguments. Well, maybe people shouldn't be so sensitive and people should be able to listen to other people. I know I always listen to Michelle. I don't always agree with her, but I'm always listening to her and what she has to say. Like, why is it that talking about politics in society, especially today, is so bad and people get so emotional? It's not, it's, it's not bad. It's not the identifier of us instead of just being, you know, something that we're interested in because, um, like politics and religion, it's supposed to be, you know, about, you know, family, hope, you know, and, and community. Right. And I, I think that if you really get, uh, you know, Republicans staunch or not, you know, they all care about the kitchen table issues, but their kitchen table. It's when they start putting things out there that say, beyond their kitchen table and what they don't deal with, then they start putting barriers and they start throwing things out there. Um, but what I really wanted to talk about was the religious part. I'm a Mexican American, youngest of eight, uh, Catholic since, you know, I was in diapers and probably even before that. But, uh, you know, went to Catholic school, went to, uh, was a, <clears throat> was an altar boy, things of that nature. Went to Catholic high school, all boys school. Went to uh, Catholic college, university. So I've been pretty much in the in the Catholic faith, but right. I'm not practicing anymore because of what I understand is my faith is not Catholicism, but it's faith because I still believe in you know giving hope and uh, and uh, you know the community side to it. Why am I walking into a million dollar building and they're asking us for money twice? You know, right. service. Yeah, I just see that that you know the whole situation with the Pope's you know spotlight. So let me ask you a question: If anybody wants to really listen um, about how the pedophilia was uncovered in the Catholic Church, sure, and, sure, uh, no question. And I brought that know, up. Yeah. So let me ask you a question, yeah, yeah, I Jorge, yeah, if, I, if I may. Um, what do you make of somebody? Because we were talking about Matt Schlapp earlier, as I like to call him, Matt Schlong, yeah. uh, who. Uh, 
you know, a staunch conservative who's been anti-gay marriage his whole life and talks about family values. He's a married man. And now it appears allegedly that he uh, sexually assaulted a young man. What do you make of this? I mean, isn't this the definition of hypocrisy? And and, and it's just it's terrible and the opposite of family values. Right. It, it really it really is. It's, it is hypocrisy. I mean, you can't really call it anything else, but. It's also what's good for the goose is not for the good for the gander. Um, we're here telling us and telling everybody, you know, how to live or, you know, what their, uh, you know, what their values are and things of that nature, but they blow it up to a point where it's probably nothing that they actually believe in. Yeah. No, um, and you. behind yeah. the scenes, <laughs> behind the scenes, and in my opinion, but with my experience in the Catholic Church, the most staunch Catholics. Got a lot of stuff behind them, man. Yeah. Bad, bad problems, issues. Yeah. They're not living the godly life seven yes. days a week. So, Jorge, uh, before I let you go, I just want to say tomorrow to start the show, Derek Carr spoke at a local church the other day, and he talked a little bit about football. And some of the things he said are very contradictory to what his his behavior is. And I like Derek Carr. I think he's a great guy, good family man. But I'm going to play that to start the show tomorrow, and I'm going to criticize him a little bit and then maybe get your thoughts. All right? All right, my man? Absolutely. It's always watch what they do, yeah. not what they say. Uh, couldn't Thanks. agree, couldn't agree with you more. Thank you for the call, Jorge. We appreciate you. 702-221-7283 is the number to call. Interesting, Michelle, because, uh, yeah, Derek Carr, very religious man. You know, he yeah. spoke at a church the other day. but I think he's uh, at the church LV, right? Yes, but he said some things the other day that uh, I don't entirely agree with based on his action. So we'll, like, I'll, basic, I'll, were you, like you didn't agree with, like religiously, or you didn't agree with Raiders Wise? Both. Both. Okay. Both. <laughs> so I'm going to get into that tomorrow. But, Michelle, uh, I want to uh, take a quick break, Michelle. And when we come back, um, I do want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Megan and Harry. Yay! This um, is what I've been waiting for. Yes, we're going to get into the Megan and Harry conversation. Um, we're going to talk about some frostbite. I actually met Harry uh, about <laughs> nine or ten years ago. Really? He was, he was in Vegas. And he was walking with a lot of security. I said, Harry, what's up? And I, he gave me like a fist pump. And um, I actually met him a long time ago. She's a very beautiful lady. Yeah, and, she is. And uh, they've had a lot going on in their lives, especially recently. So I'm going to talk about that with you. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. But before I take a break, I want to tell you guys about my good friends at Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care located at Sahara and Jones. The address is 6125 West Sahara Avenue. No appointment needed. Give them a call, 702-248-0554. You could also visit them online at saharawesturgentcare.com. I was in and out of there in 20 minutes on a little bit of testosterone therapy. Unfortunately, I haven't grown hair because of it. I grow hair in all the wrong places. But in all seriousness, they uh, they took care of me. I promise they'll take care of you. Please check them out, Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care. All right, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk a little megan and harry and all the controversies surrounding that family when we come back take a quick break be back right after this you're listening to pushing the limits right here on kshp Everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. 
At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment, and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement, and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. It's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. Hey, everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn, that true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub? When you can be a hero. Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Wednesday. We got Michelle Mortensen in studio. Um, I am really excited, Michelle, because I have a very fun event that I'm going to be going to on Friday night. Jackson's Bar and Grill, uh, they're, they're wonderful people over there. It's, it's, it's my favorite gaming bar in town. And they're having their 20-year anniversary starting uh, – well, not starting. It's on Friday. They're having this party. They're giving out $5,000 in free slot play, and you get to meet some UNLV legends. Marcus Banks, who's a personal friend of mine. I just talked to him today. He's going to be there. And uh, Anderson Hunt's going to be there. The Golden Knight will be there. And here's something funny, going back to when I grew up. Remember William Hung from American Idol? She bangs, she bangs. Can forget William Hung. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's going to be there with a live DJ singing that song. So that's going to be very entertaining. Free food, prizes. Please check them out. It's 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. tonight. And here's the best part. It's all free. It's all free. So uh, check them out. Jackson's Barn Grill, they're 20th year anniversary party, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Yours truly will be there. So I'll be ready for some political debates. Anyway, I hope you all can join us there. So, Michelle, something that I don't talk about a lot on this show is Harry and uh, Meghan. The royal family. Yeah. I'm surprised you don't talk about the royal family all the time. But, you know, I do remember this speaking of tennis because I know you're a tennis player and the Australian Open's going on. I remember the day. I was driving to Flushing Meadows, New York, because me and my dad would go to the U.S. Open every year. And as we're going there, my dad is putting on the news 
in in Manhattan. We're driving around there, and uh, we had heard th- that morning that um, their mother had passed away, Princess yeah. Diana, and that was um, shocking to the world yes. because she's this beautiful young lady, a great person, a great mother, and uh, we know now, of course, that why did it happen? Well, the paparazzi was certainly to blame for it. Um, and also her security detail, uh, instead of speeding away from the paparazzi, you want to drive safe, right? Obviously, we go back in that day, we wish things could have changed, but that was very sad, very difficult. Well, and I just finished the last season of The Crown, and I realize it's not a documentary, it's a show, but mm-hmm. it's even more tragic because, you know, it was such a long time ago, you forget that divorce had just been final. She had just done that Martin Bashir interview, mm-hmm. and really, it hadn't even been a year. It had literally, you know, it hadn't even been a year by the time that she had died in August. She had just kind of decided, oh, we're going to do the summer vacation. She had met Dodi Fayad, and they had their little summer vacation, and she died. I mean, it is just so tragic. Diana had such a tragic, tragic, tragic life. And what Martin Bashir did to her was freaking reprehensible. I mean, the way that he lied to her, just so awful. And the way the media treated her, so very, very Well, awful. that's an interesting situation because I remember the, the special last time I saw him on television. I'm sure he's done a lot of stuff. I just haven't seen it. But he did a special on Michael Jackson. Yeah. And he came to Las Vegas and he interviewed Michael Jackson and he talked about some of the very borderline and maybe not so borderline inappropriate things that Michael Jackson did with children. And I'm not even talking about possibly even sexual stuff. I'm talking about showering with kids, young kids that were not his own. And Michael Jackson admitted to that. And I know that Michael Jackson threatened to sue this guy because it portrayed him in a light that he didn't like. So this is a guy that has a history of doing that sort of stuff. Right, because you know what's always weird is that uh, Macaulay Culkin and Corey Feldman have both, who have been very vocal about the bad people in Hollywood, have always said that Michael Jackson's been a pretty good guy. They've never had anything really negative to say about Michael Jackson. Yeah. And Corey Feldman and Macaulay Culkin have had a lot of bad things to say about a lot of people in Hollywood. So right? I know somebody who lives here in Las Vegas who I used to hang out with all the time. We haven't hung out recently, but was very close to Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, worked for Michael Jackson. And that person told me this, and this is pretty much – I know we're getting off of Megan a little I know. Little bit we're and, already not talking about Will. Well, we'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. But you brought up this reporter, of course. and. Yeah. um People that were close to Michael Jackson tell me that he did do some inappropriate things, not sexual, to Michael Jackson. Um, he was still a child. He had never grown up. He did, couldn't comprehend how that would be inappropriate for an adult to shower with a young child naked. He couldn't comprehend it because it wasn't sexual to him. He definitely did some inappropriate things, but not intentional, in my personal opinion. Um, that being said, his sexuality, I, no, I, maybe he was asexual. Maybe he liked men. I don't know. But I don't believe Michael Jackson ever raped a child. I don't yeah. believe Michael Jackson ever did anything inappropriately sexually to a child, uh, at least to, to him. But we would say that if you're an adult – and you're showering with young children that are not your own, that would be that extremely okay. inappropriate. Yeah. He, he couldn't understand that. He was a weird guy. And if you look at the way he was raised by his father and mother, I think many people would understand why he was so weird and crazy. He was still a child. With that being said, as far as business went, he wasn't the easiest person to work with, and he was a very difficult person to work with, and he was extremely selfish at times. But he loved kids. And he wanted to give kids what he never had, which was a, a normal, fun childhood. Um, that is my opinion based on what I've heard about Michael Jackson. But this reporter made him out to be some sort of uh, pedophile. 
Right. And what Martin Bashir did, just someone who's been a journalist for the majority of her adult life, you know, Martin Bashir literally made up documents to tell Diana and her brother that MI5 and members of, you know, her, her, uh, Diana's staff and others were spying on her and listening to her phone conversations. He made up bank documents. He made up all sorts of things to get her to do this interview. Mm -hmm. There are so many things wrong with that from a yeah. journalistic perspective. Yeah. And so I, I think Martin Mashir's credibility is just shot forever. Yeah. But it also, I think, tarnishes so much of what's happening right now with Harry and Meghan because what's so interesting to me about Harry and Meghan is, you know, they've left the monarchy. They say they want their privacy. They're going all out with media interviews. He's got his book out, The Spare, but they're also making the media to be the enemy. Right. They're like, oh, it's the media, the media, the media. I'm not sure the media is all to blame on this one. I think in some respect, there's a little bit of blame to go around from a, from a lot of places, the media, them, elsewhere. Because, you know, in these interviews that he's done lately, he's also said, this is what's really gotten me, he said, I don't actually think the royal family is racist. I think Megan kind of misspoke when she said that. Uh, but the allegations that Megan made in that Oprah interview got people fired from their jobs. They got an entire country, it got an entire world divided over whether the royal family was racist or not. Yeah. There's been a lot that's been going on with these allegations that have just been out of control. But there are some reporters that take it over the line. Uh, you mentioned uh, Brashear, right? Yeah, um, Brashear. Well, there's a guy by the name of Jeremy Clarkson who recently wrote an article that's in his column who's just a despicable man. He said, uh, quote, he wants to lay in bed dreaming of the day when Meghan is made to parade naked through the streets of every town in Britain while the crowds chant shame and throw lumps of excrement at her. He also claimed everyone who's my age thinks the same way, which is obviously not true. He since has apologized, uh, and he said that uh, he was horrified to have caused so much hurt. But I'm thinking to myself, what do you expect when you make a statement like that? What has Meghan Markle done in her life for you to make a statement like that? I think he's got some Game of Thrones fantasy that's like really sick. Yeah. Like, well, what has she done? They did that at Game of Thrones? What is what has Harry and Meghan done? What have they done in their lives that would make people hate them so much? She brought up some racist tendencies that some people may have, and it seems like people the which peop may not have been true. In well, we don't know whether Harry. we don't know whether it was true or not. Well, but, Harry's saying it wasn't. I guess yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. He's done the interviews now. They were like, eh, yeah, that wasn't really true. So that's where I'm like, eh, she shouldn't have done that, and that's a problem. I, I I'm one of the people who doesn't care for Megan all that much. I think she's beautiful. I think she's gorgeous. Live your best life, girl. Do whatever you want. But I think. I think what's funny, and I know you love to call it hypocrisy all the time, I think it's funny when you're like, man, I really want my privacy, I want to have my own life, but let me sign a Netflix deal, let me do a podcast, let me do everything, can I be on TV more, can I sit down with Oprah, like you do not want your privacy sister when you're right. doing everything you can to be on camera, I'd really like my privacy, but did you get my good side, like yeah. stuff like that is just ridiculous, so I think she's kind of ridiculous. I think... Uh when you live your life like that in the spotlight, um, sometimes some people handle it well, some people don't. It's very difficult. And I think of, I guess I could make an analogy and a correlation to Britney Spears. Like she's really got some mental issues going. Britney's breaking down. Yeah, man. she's got. I feel so bad. For well, but her. but she's done this before. Remember when she shaved her head and and she was. Uh, you know, but assaulting vehicles and then like that's uh, why I feel so bad for her and her conservatory nutty family. Um, 
This poor girl. She's never had a normal life. I've loved this girl. Like, I watched this girl in the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. I loved Britney Spears. Like, I'm a big Britney fan. I wanted to free Britney. And do you know what horrifies me about what's going on with Britney Spears right now? Is that now we're beginning to see, like, oh, God. Yes, the media treated her horribly. Yes, Diane Sawyer was evil to her. Yes, I think her father in this conservatorship was wrong. But, God, she's really got some problems. Why can no one help this poor girl? Why does she always have to be treated as a toy? Why is she pulled from side to side? Why is she always somebody's tool or toy for money and every, somebody else's gain? Why can't this girl get help? In a lot of ways, she's treated a lot like Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Like, is everybody just waiting for Britney to something bad to happen to her? It is such crap that we allow this to happen to people, whether it's Michael Jackson, whether it's Prince, whether it's Britney. Why does this stuff, why is this stuff allowed to happen? I feel so badly for Britney. Well, listen, there's there's two sides to the coin, right? There's always a price to pay for being a celebrity. And there's a lot of people in society, when you hear that somebody is worth 50 or $100 million, you're not going to feel sorry for them. But I will say this. There is no price for that you can put on for living a normal life. Like some people, they can't go to a movie. They can't go food shopping. They can't take a walk in a neighborhood because people are always going to bother them and pester them. There's going to be paparazzi. People are going to want to take pictures of them. There's going to autographs. And yes, it's hard for me to sympathize with that because you can always pay people to do those things for you. And you could have your own movie theater at your house and you could have people deliver food to you. But I know there was a situation um, – a couple of days ago where Britney Spears was seen at a restaurant with her husband, who seems like a pretty nice guy, by the way, seems pretty normal. And I guess they were at the restaurant and he storms out and leaves and she's having this breakdown there. And the husband claimed, well, no, I didn't leave her. I left because she was getting annoyed that everybody around her was had a cell phone. Um, so here's what I would say to that. Inappropriate for people to do that. She's not in public. She's not on a sidewalk. She's in a private restaurant. That's number one. But number two, If you don't want to be harassed and you want to have a private dinner with your husband, then get a private table somewhere. You have the money and the ability to do that. It's like, what do you expect is going to happen? You're one of the most recognizable people in the world. You're sitting at a, I don't know, it looked like an Applebee's or something like that, a normal restaurant. There's going to be tons of people around you that are going to recognize you. Do you not expect people to take their cameras out? You have to be smart about this too, right? Well, you've got to like, I know we can't take everything we see on TikTok for truth or whatever, but... Perez Hilton and others are kind of alleging, I believe it's Perez Hilton, so correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. They're alleging. Who's, by the way, not a very nice guy. I've met Perez Hilton many times. Yeah. I I don't like him. Neither here nor there. (laughs) But so many people are alleging that her husband has kind of like been hiding her as well. Well, that's ridiculous. To like protect her Uh, from from the crazy That's a conspiracy theory. Listen, Uh, I think the bottom line, in my opinion, Michelle, I think the bottom line is... Brittany has some mental issues. I think so she's too. got some issues. I think a lot of that is probably a number of reasons, probably her parents who seem to be wacko uh, and the lifestyle that she's lived. Uh, she's a little crazy. Uh, she needs some help. Her parents, but can we also talk about the fact that in the early 2000s, we just lived in a really whacked out world. Like when you watch that Diane Sawyer interview Mm -hmm. where Diane Sawyer literally grills this poor girl acting like, well, honey, you did Justin Timberlake wrong and you're the bad guy here because you did Justin. I don't know what was wrong with us in the early 2000s, but we made Monica Lewinsky the villain. We made 
Britney Spears the villain. I don't know what our problem was back then, but it was like, hmm, are you a young pretty girl? Let's make you the villain. But the man is definitely okay. They did nothing wrong. Well, let's you get away with whatever you did. Bill Clinton, Justin Timberlake, you were just God's No, I put 100% on that on Bill Clinton. uh, But I mean, we as society, though, in the early 2000s were crazy because we allowed this crap to happen, too. Well, we still are now. I think we messed with girls' lives because you look at Monica, she ain't doing that great either. So, you know, you look at Brittany, and I think there is something to be said that we just allowed yeah. these poor girls well, who listen, are now women. I feel for Britney Spears because she's not really hurting anybody else but herself. No. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why, but, but I look at somebody like a Kanye West, and he's a mental patient. Kanye well, West. Kanye's totally different than Britney. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> there, are, there are celebrities that need help, and then there are celebrities that are just really evil, ignorant people. Obviously, Kanye West needs some help. Did he get married, by the way? I think he did. Uh, Who did he marry? I don't remember her name. Uh, This is very recent. Uh, By the way, can I ask this question uh, to you as a woman? How could you marry a guy like that? When he says that he basically idolizes Adolf Hitler, and he makes these comments of people of the Jewish faith, just blatantly ignorant and anti-Semitic comments, I guess the only reason why a woman would marry a guy like that is for his money. I can't think of any other reason. Um, it, it goes to show you that, you know, there are people, remember Scott Peterson, the guy who killed his wife and unborn child? And yeah. There are still women that write him love letters behind bars. I know. And I think to myself, shameful. How could you do that? I, I, I can't relate to people so like that. So there are women out there who are cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, whether it's Scott Peterson, whether it's the Night Stalker, whether it was Charles Manson, whether it was Dahmer, you know, remember? There are people who like, they're just like, they love these like psychopaths in prison or whatever. I mean, there's people who probably want to get with OJ, right? We see OJ out all the time here in Vegas. He loves to hang out at Grape Street. And you you and I both know, and at Costco, evidently, yeah. uh, that would like probably throw themselves at them. So there are people who just... Go for that type of thing. That's a certain sort it's of crazy sick. lady. And you're right. Uh, I would never take a picture with OJ Simpson. Um, I know OJ Simpson's attorney, Malcolm Laverne. Nice guy. He's done this show plenty of times. Um, but OJ Simpson is a psychopath. Like literally, he is a psychopath. Like in his mind, he probably believes he's never done anything wrong in his life. Um, he's a psycho, but I don't understand these people that take pictures. I get it. It's O.J. Simpson. He was Hall of Fame football player. I get all that. Movie star. I get all that. But he's also probably a murderer. And I remember I saw... Probably? Well, I think uh, that's getting in another whole can of worms, but I think there was probably somebody else involved in those murders many years ago. I don't think he was the only one there. Uh, No, I was just saying, yeah, yeah, I kind of think he is. That's just my personal opinion. (laughs) But um, I remember I saw a video of a woman who takes a picture with O.J. and then... uh, Takes a bit and she and she goes, Thank you, murderer. And I love that woman. <laughs> I would have given her a high five. Very ballsy of her. That was that. pretty ballsy. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, there are people that idolize really awful people. Yeah. And I think it's something psychopathic. And and the, I, the chick who married uh Kanye is Anika Noni Rose. I have no idea who the heck that is. Maybe she is someone. I don't know if she's a someone, but she probably just married um remember when the chick with the big black uh, eyeliner was dating Kanye yes, for a minute and yes. she was Kanye's muse. Who is that yeah. chick? I, I, I think I know who you're talking about. I'm not about. sure she's famous for any other reason than having the big black eyeliner. Probably not. <laughs> um, we have a weird, uh, society when it, especially when it comes to celebrities. Yes. Like, like, I just think Paris Hilton is a dope. 
Okay. I think Paris Hilton is funny. She's a dope. Uh, I, I think she's talentless. And I was talking to a, um, it's actually funny. I was, I, I was hanging out with Dead Mouse, who's a very famous DJ. Yeah. He was doing some gigs here. And I was talking to him about somebody like Paris Hilton. Now, Dead Mouse makes a lot of money. He's a talented guy. Somebody like Paris Hilton can make a, a couple hundred grand to, to, to play music for 20 minutes. And she has zero creativity and she's, she's a nitwit, in my opinion. But she's a name and people know who she is. So. But you don't, money. don't you sit there and lie to me right now. You watched Paris and, no, uh, no. that little, her friend. Mm-mm. And that show when they were like on the farm. Talking about Richie, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nicole Richie. No. Remember? No, they did jobs it. or stuff. I no, I, I couldn't watch it for more than ten seconds. I just, I, I just think they're just idiots. You didn't idiots. watch it? No, I, I think they're, totally I think they're idiots. That show. Uh, Richie became famous because of her dad. She's yeah, done nothing yeah. in her life. She became famous because Lionel Richie is an unbelievable talent. I've seen him in concert. The guy's incredible. Uh, Paris Hilton became famous because, well, for a couple. But they reasons. became famous the same reason that uh, the situation became famous. Another idiot. Yes. Another talentless moron. I mean, we've made idiots famous. Yes. Everybody on Jersey Shore was an idiot. The situation. <laughs> the situation was an idiot. Snooky was an idiot. Snooky. And now Snooky's on freaking QVC selling crap and is like the next Joan Rivers. Yeah. Like, why do we do this? Why do we find the biggest idiot on the planet and we make them well, a hyper celebrity? We I'm, give them a QVC line. I'm glad you brought that up because I wasn't going to bring this up, Michelle, but I want to get your thoughts on this because it's somewhat controversial. At the Venetian yesterday, yeah, they were supposed to be doing some sort of event honoring Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, the, really? Yes. It was supposed to happen yesterday, but it was canceled, my understanding, last minute. That kid, regardless of self-defense or not, should not be treated as a celebrity or a hero. I will give you another example. The M- McClintons, I might be pronouncing their name wrong. They're the, the conservative couple. During a Black Lives Matter protest that took out their guns and pointed them at a crowd of people that were not on their personal property. If you remember, the Republican Party celebrated them and they spoke at the Republican National Convention several years back. They made him out them out to be some sort of heroes when they actually broke the law. Same thing with Kyle Rittenhouse. Now, Kyle Rittenhouse, I don't believe Kyle Rittenhouse ever broke the law. I do believe that that was self-defense. However... Anybody who thinks a 17-year-old kid should be carrying an AR-15 into a very volatile and dangerous situation like that because he's going to save the world, in my opinion, is a moron. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is no hero. And if you don't believe me, look at the video he did a week before that shooting where he said he watched some people going in and out of like a, uh, a Walgreens or something. And he said, boy, I'd love to shoot them. He made a statement like that. I'm paraphrasing. He was already thinking about shooting people a week before. That was his train of mind. He obviously has an idiotic mother and how they could condone him. First of all, holding an AR-15 and going to an event like that is ridiculous. But there are, there are people, if we're talking about celebrities, in this case, some people on the far right that look at Kyle Rittenhouse as some sort of hero. I look at George Zimmerman. I don't think Republicans look at George Zimmerman as a hero, but some do because he was doing autograph signings. I'm, I'm telling you, people are sick. He was signing Skittles. People are sick. George Zimmerman is an idiot. He the guy never- who shot the kid in Florida? Trayvon Martin, yes. George Zimmerman was doing artwork and he was doing autograph signings because people are For his sick. artwork? Not just for his artwork, for who he is. He sold the gun. To pay his legal fees. Okay. George Zimmerman is an idiot. 
and he should have never gotten out of the car and she never should have never followed Trayvon Martin because Trayvon Martin at that time was doing absolutely nothing wrong but walking home with a bag of Skittles in his pocket. Well, you know what I think the bigger question is then is that why don't we as a society so we've named a lot of people that were like, we don't understand why people love them. Whether we're talking about the Night Stalker, Kanye, Paris Hilton, the situation, uh, who, Zimmerman, whoever. Why is it, though, that we tend to always glorify those that we probably should think of as yeah. less than? Well, but we don't ever, I mean, like. What, why is that? Well, there are people on social media that have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. Some people are saying that, well, they were destroying his town. You have no idea what you're talking about. Kyle Rittenhouse is not from that town. He he wasn't from there. So you have absolutely no idea. He lived 45 minutes away. That's number one. There's other people that are saying, oh, what about comparing 18, 19-year-olds that are fighting a war? That is the dumbest analogy I've ever heard in my life. Fighting a war or brave men and women in uniform going overseas is nothing compared to a Black Lives Matter protest. Yes, in that protest, was there some violence? Yes. Were people lighting things on fire and destroying property? Yes. That is not the job, and you can't be a 17-year-old vigilante with an AR-15 because you're putting yourself in a dangerous situation. Those people that are fighting overseas, risking their lives, they're all trained individuals. They know what they're signing up for. Kyle Rittenhouse had no idea what he was doing. The two are not comparable, and it wasn't his city. And by the way, that's what police officers are for, and that's what trained individuals are for. We can't all act like vigilantes. That is ignorant. Kyle Rittenhouse is lucky that he's actually alive right now. Yes, I do believe it was probably self-defense but he shouldn't have been there to begin with. Ah, it was for SHOT Show. SHOT Show's in town right now. Is that what it was? Yeah. Um, so yeah. so let's let's invite Kyle Rittenhouse and let's pay him a bunch of money and reward him for doing something very stupid. I, I don't understand that. Well, um, I can see why you don't get that. And I can see why people, there would be folks at SHOT Show who would want to, to see him. And I can also see why maybe him advertising the event publicly on Twitter may have gotten it canceled. I mean, I can yeah. kind of see... Well, uh, somebody else said, though, Michelle, oh, so now you like the cops. Let me be very clear on this. I am pro-police and I am pro-Black Lives Matter. I'm not pro the organization. There's eight or nine people that are idiots that have taken advantage. I am pro wanting everyone to be about equality and I respect police and law enforcement. There are some bad cops out there. I had a bad experience last week in Cedar City. The overwhelming majority of cl- why can't we be pro police and pro Black Lives Matter? At you one hundred percent can, and we should make that more normal, right? Because right. I am a hundred percent pro police. I, I understood, and I am a hundred percent supporting the African American community and valuing that Black lives do matter, and understanding that there is, there has been a situation that in this world that that people feel that that Black lives have not mattered, and that we should talk about it, and that we need to talk about it. But you and I really can't have we that agree. conversation, Michelle. We agree. Too white to talk Can about I, it, Michelle. You well. <laughs> okay? I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. I dis- As Mark laughs at us and he was like, yeah, you two white people need to shut yeah. up. I'm going to tell you something, right Michelle. Now. I disagree with you a little bit. I think uh, when I, the black people that I talk to appreciate the fact that I work with the local NAACP, that I've gone to Black Lives Matter protests, that I am on their side. When- now, it doesn't mean I know what it's like to be in their shoes. And no. I, and, and I no talk idea. about that, but I talk about that all the time. It's about empathy. I don't know what it's like to be pulled over because of the color of my skin because it's never happened to me before. Um but I think there's a way that we can support equality and support the movement just because we're white. I mean, I had that guy Davison who ran for office in Arizona. I had him on my show and 
he said, well, called you a white supremacist. He called me a white supremacist. What are you doing at a Black Lives Matter protest? As if being white means you can't support black people and the cause. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. You know, it makes no sense. Yes, you could be pro-police and pro-Black Lives Matter. But if you listen to people on the far left, uh, a lot of anti-rhetoric when it comes uh, anti-cop, I don't agree with that. People on the far right that go after the Black Lives Matter movement. But all of a sudden, after the January 6th insurrection, we're not going to be pro-police. We don't want to give them awards. They let everybody in. Like, why can't we just be in the middle? I'm pro-movement. Doesn't mean I, I am pro-violence, because I'm not. I'm not pro-destroying property or attacking police officers, which I'm not. But on anybody who knows me personally knows when I see police officers out there, uh, could be someone on the street, I shake their hand and I say, thank you for what you do, my man, because I know how much that means to them. There are some bad cops out there. I want them off the streets, like the Derek Chauvins of the world, right? Well, he is off the streets, yeah. thank God. Why can't we be both? I mean, you, why does it have to be one or the other? I think you can. I think once again, it's a divisive <laughs> society that has made us say that you have that you're on one side or the other. Right. And I think that's why I get so mad with the broad brush draw uh, everybody drawing everybody with a broad brush because people will be like, oh, well, Michelle, you're a Republican. You're this. So obviously you can't feel that way. No, 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 yeah. not at all. And I think when we start to see each other and that's what I love about like getting to know our callers so much is like, I don't know, John. So by the from- way, somebody just uh, sorry to interrupt. I just want to say that. There are people that want to know how can I go live with you. Uh, you can call in right now. 702-221-7283. Again, that number, here it is. If you want to call into the show right now, we're almost done wrapping it up here. But if you'd like to join this conversation, here's the number. One more time. 702-221-7283. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, Michelle. no. But as we've gotten to know uh, John as a caller, you know, and he's kind of gotten to know me. He's this staunch liberal. I'm this staunch Republican. Mm-hmm. I've said things that have, you know, shocked him, my my Dan Quayle love or whatever. But we had a little love fest today. We're like, oh, we agree with each other and that we could we could get it together in a room and we could probably solve a lot of problems together. Because once you start to build relationship, once you start to listen to people, once you start to get to know one another, it's a lot harder to fight with someone negatively and you can really find a lot right. of common ground. Community brings unity. I know that sounds really stupid and it sounds like a political statement, but it really does because when you have community with someone, you're not going to attack someone. It's why like when Chris Wynn and I were here yesterday, why don't we fight with each other? Because we have community. Right. Why do you and I not fight with each other? Because we have community. We fight it a few times. We, we, we have. <laughs> we've, been, we've been that way, but that's more like brother and sister stuff. Right, right, right. Uh, but they, when you have community with someone, you don't fight. You're not as rude. You're not as ruthless. Um, and so that's that's really awesome. And somebody asked what station we're on that's on TikTok. So we should let everyone know that we're on KSHP 1400 AM in Las Vegas. But you can also watch us on TikTok, Facebook, uh, and Twitter and YouTube. So check us out at any of those places. Yeah. Um, I do believe someone had made the statement we should respect police. Yes, I agree with you. But it's also police officers' responsibility to respect citizens that pay their salaries. Let's be honest. Taxpayers pay their salaries. They are supposed to be professional and they are supposed to de-escalate. You know what? Most of them do. But some of them don't. And they need to be held to account. Uh, Again, I am pro-police. But there are bad cops out there. And there are bad cops that have been getting away with a lot of bad things for uh, a while. You know, for a while. And now we have dash cam and now we have body cameras. And I think uh, now it's being seen in real time. And I think policing is certainly better now than even it was maybe several years ago. I think some of those bad cops are afraid that, oh, I might be on camera now. We wouldn't know about George Floyd if good Samaritans on the side uh, of the street there were videoing it. Will Smith, uh, not to really... uh give Will Smith a lot of credibility these days, but Will Smith did say it's not that there's more racism today, it's that it's all being recorded. 
Yeah, I don't I don't know that there is. I don't know that I believe that there's more racism today either. I mean, again, I don't know that I have the right to say or ask that question. But when I look at things that happened in the 50s and the 60s, when I look at things that happened, even um, when you read the history books and things that happened, man, we were a terribly racist. We, we have some racist past. We had things that happened in this country. Things that happened in our origins were just absolutely horrible. So um, we've have a we. There were some horribly racist things that have happened. Um, I think we are getting better about it, but I think we are more transparent about prejudice and racism yeah. today than we ever have been. You know, it's funny. A few people are saying, why don't you pin the call-in number? And uh, I'm an idiot when it comes to social media. Um, I, oh, will, I promise you uh, tomorrow on the show, I will learn how to pin the number. I thought I did that, but maybe I, I thought did. I did that too, but maybe I don't I actually didn't. know how to pin anything. Maybe I didn't. but I'll I get... thought it was on your live when you... I thought I was as well, but maybe I made a boo-boo and I forgot to do that. <laughs> so we're going to be going live here on all social media platforms. We're going to be going live 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday. That is the show. It's called Pushing the Limits. You could also uh, follow me on Twitter, which is Pushing Limits LV. You can follow me on YouTube, which is the PTL Vegas fan page. Uh, you can follow us on the Facebook fan page, which is PTL Vegas. Stands for Pushing the Limits, of course. And, uh, you know, this is something that we do every day. I love it when Michelle is here and we uh, tackle a number of different issues. Uh, could be politics, could be news, could be celebrities and the way celebrities are treated. All I'm simply saying is Kyle Rittenhouse should not be a celebrity. George Zimmerman should not be a celebrity. Uh, you shouldn't be congratulated and turned into a celebrity and make money off of doing something stupid. Kyle Rittenhouse is not a hero. You could be saying to yourself, oh, well, he had good intentions. No, he did not have good intentions. Look at the evidence. A week before, he was outside some sort of uh, convenience store, and he talked about shooting people coming out of the convenience store. That is not somebody that had good intentions, even though he says, well, I was there because, you know, even though I didn't know anybody personally that was going to get their property destroyed, uh, I'm going to be a vigilante, and I'm going to go out there. And by the way, he's also a white supremacist sympathizer. Why do I say that, Michelle? Evidence. Some kids use the OK sign, but when adults use this and they're hanging out with a bunch of Proud Boy members, that means one thing and one thing only, the white supremacist sign. And if you don't believe me, you can Google it. He made this sign hanging out with a bunch of Proud Boy members at a bar. That is a, at a minimum, white supremacist sympathizer. Now we have the gun show out here in Las Vegas, and they were thinking of paying this kid to show up, which is, uh, it's absurd, and I'm glad they canceled it. Can I say something as just a normal middle-aged person i am scared of everything now can i just tell you that because i think in my life i may have done okay and i didn't know it was a symbol that was bad now i don't know when it became a symbol that was bad but i'm afraid everything is a symbol now like i'm literally afraid to do everything like is peace bad is this bad i'm afraid things that you said your whole life you're like oh my god is that bad now i think everything is bad and remember we were going to talk about this as well there was that usa today article that said saying aloha is bad saying ola is yeah, bad stupid. saying shalom is bad i just wish that bad people cuz i don't doubt that okay is bad now i'm just like but when did but but if you're hanging, oh well, if, if you're hanging out with a bunch of Proud Boy members, I had Roger Stone on the show a few weeks ago. He's done the white supremacist sign. This wasn't the sign that the, the idea. But when did it become that? I don't know, but I when do know when you're hanging out with white supremacists, they use this sign a lot. Okay, um, I've never hung out with a white supremacist. Kyle Rittenhouse I, has. I just want to know when that happened. I don't know. Something that was as innocent as being like, okay, like now I'm like, oh wait, that's bad. 
Am I going to get banned now? Like, what happened? I hate this crap. Can we please stop canceling everything? And can we please stop appropriating things that used to be so innocent? Well, somebody said on social media, somebody said on social media, and I probably tend to agree with that. It turned bad when uh, the Proud Boy members started using it. I tend to agree with that. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, it's, 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 it's no surprise. And by the way, when I say that he's an, he's a moron, that has nothing to do with whether he was found innocent or guilty. I know he was found innocent because it was self-defense. That doesn't change my opinions on Kyle Rittenhouse. Anybody who hangs, call me crazy, folks. Somebody who hangs out with a bunch of Proud Boy members at a bar while the trial is still going on, taking pictures using the white supremacist sign, to me, it's not a good look and you're probably a white supremacist sympathizer. Call me crazy for having that opinion, but I think it's pretty logical. Kyle Rittenhouse is no hero. He's a moron. You're a moron if you're a 17-year-old, even if you're a 47-year-old. At the same time, though, I'm just... I'm just trying to be devil's advocate here. Like, I'll see things on TikTok because I will be, I am guilty of, like, getting caught up in, like, watching TikTok for hours where I'll see some, like, conspiracy theories thing being like, did you see what Lady Gaga did in a Vogue cover where she did this? And, like, that means she's a part of the Illuminati. And and everyone will be like, yeah, didn't you know this symbol is the Illuminati symbol? And I'll be like, I didn't know any but, of this But, crap. Michelle, how stupid... <laughs> Michelle, but Michelle, how stupid do you have to be when you are on trial basically for your life for murder and you make a decision? I believe he was with his mom, too, if I'm not mistaken, to go to a bar. That's mistake. Number one. Number two, hanging out with a bunch of Proud Boy members, taking pictures with them, because, of course, to a white supremacist, Kyle Rittenhouse is a hero. He went to a Black Lives Matter protest with an AR-15 and self-defense or not, people died. Well, there's a lot of people, I am not one of these people, but there are a lot of people who claim that Proud Boys are not racist bad people. I've gotten a lot of fights with Republicans about this. I'm of the mindset that if you're a Proud Boy, that's bad news bears, not going to have anything to do with you. I'm going to keep you as far away from me as I possibly can. Um, That's my personal opinion, you know? Uh, but there's a lot of people who argue with me about that. Uh, so I, I can't, I can't speak for anyone else and who they hang out with and why they choose. I can only deal with me and my lane, sure, right? Sure. And so me and my lane, I am going to try to be the most respectful I can to all people. I'm not going to try to do anything that's offensive. I'm just saying in this day and age, as a middle-aged woman, I'm getting more and more confused as to where you can go, what you can do, how you can move, what you can say, what you can do, because we've just be, I feel like the extreme groups have taken over everything and the most innocent things to become the most, you know, uh, cancerous things now. And I hate that. It just needs to stop. I wish we could just go back to a world where everything was what it was and that we easily yeah. knew what was bad and what was good. I hate that it's gotten so convoluted. I yes. hate that it's gotten so confused. And I hate that we are just so quick to cancel everybody and everything. Because I swear to God, half the time, I don't even know anymore. It it, it It's just absolutely ridiculous. Well, there, there's people um, that are saying uh, the judge ruled this, the judge. I'm not talking about the case. 
Uh, he was clear. No, the case, he was clear. I am, I am talking about the decision for him to be there to begin with, with an AR-15. And don't tell me he was there just to defend his city. He, he's not from that city. He lived 45 minutes away, number two, a week before. You can Google this if you don't believe me. You can see the articles, and there's actually a video of Carl Rittenhouse dreaming about killing people. Uh, he said it a week before. Uh, that was not admitted in the courtroom, which it should have been admitted in the courtroom. Um, he shouldn't have been there. Is he a murderer? No. I don't believe that, and I never believe that, but I believe he's a moron, and he shouldn't be celebrated as some sort of hero. The right likes to celebrate these types of people, don't they? Uh, the McCloskeys, if you remember who the McCloskeys are, uh, I believe that was their names. Um, they're the ones who pointed weapons at Black Lives Matter protesters that were not on their personal property. They end up speaking at the Republican National Convention. Trust me, many Republicans would love to have Kyle Rittenhouse speaking at the Republican National Convention as well, because these are some of the people that some of these Republicans look up to. The Kyle Rittenhouses of the world, the George Zimmermans of the world, the McCloskeys. Um, and, and it's sick, man. I want real heroes up there. I want brave men and women in uniform, some brave police officers that might have saved some lives. But no, the Republican red meat, the national Republican no, no, national... No, 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 no. I, I'm a Republican and I do, I, I agree with the trial and how it ruled in his favor, but I'm a Republican and I don't look at him as a hero. I'm a Republican and I don't put that kid on a pedestal. I'm a kid, I'm a Republican and I wouldn't go meet him or pay to go see him at an event. I think there's a difference. So I think there's a difference from saying, hey, the trial happened and I think it, it was it was ruled correctly in his favor and justice has been served and that's fine and the kid has the right to have a life now and he, he absolutely does have I didn't that say right. he didn't have the right to have a right. life but he shouldn't be treated as some sort but of celebrity no, which he, the far he, right puts he him out he shouldn't and yeah. neither should uh, Teresa Judice neither should those Chrisley people who just went to jail for the crimes that they've yeah. committed neither should a lot of people Understood. and I, I guess that's it so let's not draw with a broad brush once again because I don't think a lot of Republicans are making him here Okay. I think there's a small well, minority that do. Well, all I know is the Republican National Convention a few years back had the McCloskeys that spoke, and the McCloskeys were people that clearly broke the law. You can't just point an AR-15 at somebody, especially when they're not on your private property. But anyway, I guess we'll leave it at that. Michelle, this has been a very lively debate, as always. Good conversation. Good show. I appreciate you being here, Michelle. I know you'll be joining us next Wednesday. Uh, for those of you that uh, are watching or listening to our show for the first time, it's Monday through Friday, noon to 2 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, I'll be going live on all social media platforms platforms tomorrow starting at noon oh boy is it going to be an interesting show tomorrow michelle you might want to listen to this one we have a republican a female who happens to be black not many of them in the republican party these days she's running for senate here in the great state of nevada and we are going to get into an epic political debate because all we talked about today critical race theory black lives matter we disagree on a lot of topics, so I know it's going to be a good debate. Michelle, it is always uh, good to have you here. I appreciate you being here as always. And uh, look forward to seeing you again next week. Thank you for joining us, everybody. And uh, we will see you tomorrow. Thanks to Mark as well. Have a good one, everybody. Everybody.